Hello and welcome to another episode of Song Unbound. My name is Helmut Warman Whitaker, and today we are going to share a bone throwing ceremony with you, the audio from a bone throwing ceremony. Um, the ceremony, the bone throwing, is about walking the spiral path, dreaming your purpose and passions into being. And if you would like to see the video uh, from the bone throw, you can do that as well. Pre please go to our Facebook page um, at facebook.com forward slash katase. And in the feed, in the post feed, look for uh, a video that is called Walking the Spiral Path, Living Your Purpose and Passions. And we're going to get right into the bone throw. Um, it's, it's a pretty amazing ceremony. One thing I wanted to mention before we start with that is in the introduction to the bone throw, we talk about the healing energies that the spirits share during the bone throw for everybody listening to the ceremony starting two days before and days after. This still applies even so you are listening to the recording. So um, pay attention, see what you experience, see what you feel, and enjoy the ceremony. If you'd like to comment about the bone throw, go to our Facebook page as well. Again, the address is facebook.com forward slash katase. That's K-A-T-A-S-E-E dot -E com. If you'd like to contact us, uh, send us an email to song, that's S-O-N-G, at katase.com. And there's a lot more about our work. And if you'd like to find out more about these teachings, please go to our page at katase.com. And again, enjoy the ceremony. And thanks for listening. All right. Hi and welcome, everyone. My name is Helmut Wurman Whitaker. And I am here with my wife, Kay, Kay Cordell Whitaker. Hi, Kay. Hi, everybody. And our spirit friends who have gathered with us for this ceremony. Kay is the author of The Reluctant Shaman, Sacred Link, and Love Katasa Style. She is a healer, a seer, a thrower of the bones, and a weaver of webs of balance. If you'd like to find out more about these ancient teachings of Katase and our work, please go to katase.com. That's K-A-T-A-S-E-E.com. The ceremony we are sharing with you today is called the Throwing of the Bones. The Throwing of the Bones ceremony is among the most ancient forms of healing divination or talking with the spirits known, according to our shaman elder, Gia Hedeka. It is a healing quest with a council of more than 60 spirit beings. They will share their perspective about the questions presented and they will share their healing gifts with everyone listening to the ceremony beginning about two days before and continuing days after. Today we are presenting two questions, two main questions to the bone spirits for this ceremony. The first one, what does it mean to know your life's purpose and what does it look like to live your purpose and passions? And two, how can the gifts of the spiral path help guide you to make 
living your life in alignment with your purpose and passions a reality. Even though the questions aren't directly coming from you, what the spirits of the bones will share will most certainly and most profoundly apply to and affect your life in a powerful healing way. And they will undoubtedly show what it means to find clarity about your questions, about your purpose and passions in your life and how to express and live both. That's just how the spirits work with a public bone throwing ceremony. Listen carefully to everything the spirits have to say and feel how the healing energies are affecting you as they are gifted. Thank you so much for joining us for the ceremony. As you may know, the healing power of a ceremony increases exponentially as more people are joining. Kay will answer some, some questions after she finishes sharing what the spirits have to say. You can go to katase.com forward slash spiral path. That's K-A-K-A-T-A-S-E-E dot com forward slash spiral path. And in the comment section on that page, share your thoughts, introduce yourself and where you are joining the ceremony from, if you'd like, as well as post any questions you have. Please remember you need to refresh or reload that page to see the latest comments and questions. Okay, we've blown the intent of the questions onto the bones and Kay has thrown them and spent quite some time reading what they are sharing with us. So here's Kay sharing the messages and gifts from the spirit world. Enjoy. Thank you, Helmut. The bones always talk um, in, in a particular order. And they define that order with these long, skinny bones here. These long, skinny, skinny ones. There's three. There's the longest one. There's the middle-sized one. There's the shortest one. Everything begins with the longest one first. So that one's, that's right here. And it has a line that comes off of either end, an energy line. It comes off either end, and it's always flowing in one direction. Here it's flowing this way. This is the right side here. And this is the left side. It's flowing from right into left. And it's situated at the very bottom of the torso. It's very horizontal. So the energy line begins over here, way over on the right by the right foot. And this is the frog. The frog represents helping, wanting to help, wanting to make a difference. Service, service to life itself. And her story is that she is sitting there in her little pond and she just loves life. She loves herself, she loves life, she loves her pond, she loves all her neighbors. And this passion, this this love, delight of everything that's going on around her, it just wells up and wells up, and she can't help herself. She just has to sing. So she sings. And the song goes out, and it affects things. Not directly, it's sort of an indirect cause and effect sequence. 
it affects the water molecules and helps them evaporate so that they rise up into the air and they make a cloud, they get heavy, they rain down. It's said that she sings and brings the rain, but she never sings in order to bring the rain. That would be a kind of prostitution. She sings because she's singing her passion. She's not trying to make it rain. She's singing her passion. She's singing her love of life and her love for everybody and everything and just wanting to, to love everything and, and care, care for everything in her little world, her little pond. So that's why she represents this service to life itself. She serves all life. She serves all living things, including herself, and helps keep everybody alive. Because without water, we wouldn't have anything. So, in terms of your purpose, being able to feel this aliveness, this passion, your own song, to be awake to your own song, to feel it, to live it, to sing it out, to share it with others, to care. This is a major piece of what it means to be living and fulfilling your purpose. When we are doing things that go along with our purpose, in our, this purpose in life, it feels good. It feels right. It feels solid and exciting and alive. And it feeds us. It, it feels passionate, delicious, glorious. So here the frog, talking big and loud, the line goes right through the foot. This means to walk with your passion. Something that's on the foot here, that it symbolizes how we walk our life. So if it's on the foot, if it's going through the foot, this is how we need to live. This is how we need to learn to live, to choose to live. Following our passions. We follow the passions of our heart, our song, then that is following our purpose. That leads us straight into our purpose and all the actions that will fulfill our purpose. The desires of our masks have a very different flavor, very different signature to them. And when we follow them, we end up following the blind beliefs, fears, angers, low self-esteem, always trying to live up to somebody else's pictures and somebody else's expectations. And it doesn't feel good. Never feels right. It's, it's having a pair of shoes on that are really very much the wrong size. So here we are with our line. It's moving this way. It's going through that foot. This is how 
we would walk. It moves over here. Here's healing. It's about allowing healing in your life, about allowing yourself to heal on all levels. It's connected here to the Mother Earth, sitting right next to the Mother Earth. Allowing ourselves to heal our connection with our Mother Earth and share the healing with others, with the Mother Earth, everybody who lives on her, all our neighbors and our family. Allow the healing, assist the healing. Close by here, touching in this group, this is the plume serpent. And the plume serpent talks about um, our purpose in life that's connected to purpose in life that we've had in other lifetimes and about waking up. This, this means allowing ourselves to take the steps to wake up, to wake up out of all of this, the stupor, the social programming, the endless, endless programming that has come from society and it gets fed to us from the time that we're born by everybody around us who has also been living this programming. If we're going to really and truly wake up, we hear that a lot. A lot of people, a lot of different traditions are talking about being awake, waking up, and they mean different things by it. In Katasi, it means waking up out of all the old programming, unplugging it, not being controlled by it anymore at all, not being controlled by the expectations of society or others who, in their own way of caring, think that you should be doing this sort of thing or that sort of thing or be doing it this way or that way. You should be this person or that person. You should look like this, like that. All these controlling factors coming from outside, they don't belong to us. They don't belong to our genuineness, our song, our authentic self, the totality of our being, our real truth that we have been and have been living through eons and eons and eons and eons. Very, very, very ancient. And we're very vast. And we're full of knowledge and gifts. And we could tune into that. We can learn about it, explore it, be it here and now in this lifetime. We can live the fullness of that in this lifetime. That's what waking up is all about. That's what the plume serpent is talking about in the healing. Letting yourself heal so you can wake up. When we wake up, when we heal ourselves as an individual, it begins to heal others around us. We influence everybody around us. And it begins to help heal them. And they learn from that and they learn how to heal themselves and to wake up themselves. It adds to the total human consciousness. Little bit by little bit, everything that you learn and you experience, everything that you gain on your path, trying to wake up, it adds to that total human consciousness and it helps all of humanity, not just now, but for eons to come. We follow the line down more. Here is the corn mother. And 
This is about allowing abundance in your life. Allowing it, believing in it, allowing it. This is abundance of anything and everything on all levels. Abundance of health, abundance of happiness, abundance of awakeness and knowledge, joy, passion, abundance of material things, your food, place to live, work. True abundance, not at the expense of others. A true abundance that's shared. Following the line down a little farther, this is where the first pointer is crossing over the third pointer. They're literally crossing over one sitting on top of the other one. It's a little piece here. That's passion. It's right side up. And it's talking about following your passion, just like the frog did. Follow the passions of your song, your truest, deepest desires of who you want to be, what you want to do in life, what you want to explore in life, how you want to go about doing that. In Katasi, we believe in exploring our own passions, the desires of our song, to take the steps necessary to follow down that path because that is the, the path of our purpose in life. Katasi describes our purpose in life as a list. It's not a single thing. It's a list. And we've got a bunch of stuff on our list. Some of it is um, you know, p- pretty uh, obvious and, and the regular mundane more sort of things like Who's your parents and your kids, your mate? Maybe you've had a number of different mates. That's okay. Your best friends, business that you end up going into, major people that you interact with in your life, major events. These things are set down in that purpose in your life. Something like your parents, you can't change once you get here. That's your bloodline. That's how you got here. That's it. Some of these other things, like tasks you wanted to do, businesses that you wanted to be part of, um, something you wanted to study, learn, things that you wanted to uh, produce and, and give to the world, those have a lot of variables in it, but we're always led to them. And our deepest passions and desires pull us right to those things, right? Right to those kinds of circumstances, the situations, the opportunities, the people that we would need to be interacting with in order to become involved in that and be able to fulfill that purpose. It's a lot of variables there. We may or may not succeed in fulfilling all those purposes, all the things on that list, and that's okay. Sometimes we decide to make some different choices along the way. That's fine. Our passion, the passions. From the Katasi's point of view, the passions of our song 
are a good thing. They're beautiful. They're some of the most beautiful things that that uh, we have in our lives. They spur us on into doing wonderful, beautiful, great things. Great tasks, great accomplishments, great experiences. To try to follow the desires of our masks, this is programming. This is all the pre-programming that we have been conditioned with, we've been brainwashed with from the time that we're born. There's somebody else's ideas and pictures of who and what you should be. When we follow them, they do not have a very good taste in our mouth. And they always lead to uncomfortable things. They, they're going against our grain. So if we're going to find our purpose, we're going to follow our purpose and find our gifts, find our song, live our song, we have to tune into those passions, the desires of our song, and follow them. It's on two pointers where they cross, and it's leaning up on them, standing up. That puts a lot of accentuation onto this issue, onto this piece. It's talked about over and over again throughout the throw. So as we go down the line, we're going over the leg. Here is the forbidden fruit right on the leg. The forbidden fruits are the things that society says that we shouldn't do, shouldn't bother with, not supposed to go there. And they are things like knowing the truth of who and what we are, knowing our own song, knowing our purpose, knowing our true song, passions, and desires. Following any of this, following the unconditional love, sharing it with others, finding true healing for ourselves, true awakeness for ourselves, for others. Very forbidden in today's asleep programming. Because if we find those things, we'll wake up, we won't be asleep anymore, and society will not be able to control us anymore. So they don't want that. So this is sitting on the leg. Something that's on the leg, it's a pillar that holds your house up. It's the foundation of how you're living. So you want these forbidden fruits as your foundation your foundation in your way of life, in your way of thinking, in your choices. Next to it over here on the foot, that black triangle, that is the vulture. And vulture is, is pure, unconditional love. She's right side up, right steady on that foot. This foot is something that uh, represents how you walk, how you walk your life, how you stand, how you stand up, what you're standing on. What is, what is that base that feeds everything throughout your body, throughout your being, throughout your whole life, your thoughts, your choices, your attention. And here it says, walk with unconditional love. And that's a very, very big and important part, an important piece 
of being able to wake up, stay awake, live your song, live that love, share it with yourself, giving love to yourself and to everybody else. The next line starts down here and it's moving this way. Here is the the bone that dictates that line. It's coming like this. It's going on top of the third line, that third pointer. So we've got an awful lot of things. Three lines on that passion piece. Passion, passion, passion. Down here, this is things that uh, are from outside. This is, this is from your history. This is things that are uncomfortable. Things that are full of, of all those masky ideas and pictures, the demands on you from society and other people that you should be this way and that way and do this and do that because they want it. They want you that way. Doesn't mean that that's what you want, what your song wants, what you came here to do or be. It's not the truth of you. It's somebody else's babble. We've taken on that babble. We've taken on all that junk through our lives. We've believed in it. We've tried to live it out. And we have to give it up. We have to let go of it. Let it go uh, into the past, out of our lives. Cut the cords. Let it drift away. You're done with that. Done with all of that old, old stuff. So we follow the line up. Come to the crisscross here. Passion, 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 passion. We move up to a group here where there's different kinds of representations of masks. And we have to let that go. This piece here at the point, that describes what we are identifying with in our lives. And sitting all around it here, this is very typical of the things that we identify with in our culture. They have nothing to do with the real you. They're just thoughts, ideas, somebody else's uh, insistence on feelings, patterns, ways to live. We need to identify with who and what we really are, not, not the baggage. All the rest of this is baggage that we have to let go of. We have to let it fall away, shed away. Snakes shedding its skin, trees shedding the leaves. We have to let it go. We need to identify with our own song, our own ancientness, our own vastness, with our passions, our gifts, our purpose. That's what we need to identify with. This is right here in the middle, the middle of these circles. We follow up and there's a piece that uh, shows about what we're relating to and the context of this relationship. If we're going to find our purpose, following the passions, 
we have to be able to have a good relationship with death. This one is death right there. Death is change. All kinds of changes. The ability to let go, to cut the cords of all the scattered old patterns, the old programming, the old mask stuff from society. That's the old paradigm. It's the old way. And we're moving into a new way. We're moving into the, the era of awakeness and living your song. Finding the, your purpose. Your purpose, the clarity, the aliveness that comes with it all. Following the line up, here's purpose. Purpose is um, your purpose in life. It's right on that spot between the heart chakra area and the third chakra area. It's on the right side. This is being able to carry this purpose into the right side. This energy coming from the left, moving to the right. It starts in the left. That's nonlinear. The right side over here, that's linear, 3D time space, everyday life. We have to be able to take what we learn and feel and find out about our purpose from the unconscious, the spiritual, the nonlinear side of things, and bring it into being heart level and action level into everyday life. Up farther, here are the dog nations up at the mouth. To follow our purpose, to find our purpose, to be able to live it. We have to know who and what we are and what we're not. And the dog represents beliefs, blind beliefs, blind devotion, blind faith. And we're drowning in that from our old culture. That's what helps keep us asleep. It's here, it's in the throat chakra, it's up at the mouth. To live our purpose, we have understanding of things. We have knowingness of things because we have experience that teaches us the knowingness. We don't have to rely on somebody else's idea or belief. We don't have to take on any blind beliefs. We don't have to follow anybody or anything with blind faith and blind devotion. Society wants us to have that. Society wants us to stay that way, buried under blind belief and blind devotion because that keeps us asleep. As long as we're there, we cannot wake up. We can't see anything past our own nose. We're living in a made-up box. It's a pre-made box full of ideas about who we are, who we should be, what the world is, what everybody else is, who everybody else is. And that's all we think we see and perceive. And we get really dogmatic about it. You know, have, those ideas have a lot of charge. 
We get all really excited about all those blind beliefs and the blind faith and the blind devotion because we're buried in it. We don't know any different. We can't see anything any different. So finding your purpose, living your purpose, that means living awake. And that means giving up all all the blind beliefs, blind faith, blind devotion, and living from your own experience, experiencing your song, experiencing daily life from your song, experiencing the nonlinear from your song. We have true clarity there. We can perceive ourselves for what we really are, who we really are. We perceive others for who they really are, what they really are. We experience things around us and in our daily lives for what they really are. No judgment involved, just clarity. When we have that kind of clarity, we can make good choices. The line curves a little because there's a piece up here at the top of the mouth. That's our ability to be able to feel and perceive and know our song, to live it, to live it, to feel it, and share it out. Share it out. Take it in. Share it out. Part of the culture, the modern culture, and the programming says we need to be doing things for others all the time. We can't do anything for ourselves because that selfish and that kind of selfishness is, is really, really, really bad. Very naughty. When we live like that, we're doing things for others at our own expense. And that never works because it takes away from you. It eats away at you. You're giving a piece of your own power, your own song, your own aliveness. You're sending pieces of it away all the time. And you're not following your own truth, your own passions or your own song, purpose. In Katasi, everybody, you included, are worthy of attention and love and song. You're worthy of all the things that you would want to, to do to help the world. Katasi says, we have to learn how to help ourselves first. We have to heal ourselves first. Goes through us healing ourselves first. Learning about these things for ourselves first. And then when we have something there, we have real health there, we have real awakeness, we have real song, we have real unconditional love, we're giving that to ourselves, we have extra to share out to others, to help others, to give to others. So it's always in to self and out to others. The third line. Here's the little pointer right there. <clears throat> and it's just following right through the exact same line that the second pointer 
uh, went down all the exact same pieces, saying the same things over and over and over again about your passion, what you're identifying with, being willing to change and let go, being friends with death, following your purpose. Over here, the jaguar on this side of the line, she's there in the that area that is between the heart and the third chakra spaces. She's upside down here. And she's talking about how we have learned how to give away pieces of ourselves, to acquiesce, to give away our power, our attention, to give away our uh, our belief in ourself. Just throw it all away. And to live your purpose, to live your passions, your aliveness, your song. You can't afford that. You can't do that. Giving those things away keeps you asleep. Keeps you under the control of somebody else and under the control of society. And you're in a position when you live like that where you you don't have control over your own self, your own thoughts, your own feelings, your own choices. You've given it away. The next question is about the gifts of the four directions and what they have to do with all this. How can they help? The first gift is song. It's from the South. Knowing yourself. Learning about yourself. Learning about who and what you really are. What absolutely astounding entity you are. Ancient beyond belief. Vast. Vast, vast, vast. You've been all kinds of places. You've had lives and experiences a whole lot more than just a couple of lives here on planet Earth. You've been around, been around the bush. And when you start to explore your own song and really feel it, dive deep inside and feel and explore your own history, you can find out about all these things, things you've learned, experienced, the gifts that you've gained through the eons that you can bring here into this lifetime to fulfill your purpose here in this lifetime. That's the first gift. Knowing yourself. Knowing who you are. Knowing what you are. Gift to the South. The next is the gift of the West. And that's expressed in a few different places here. First one is right here, uh, going from mouth to mouth. This is the lower mouth here. This is the bear, and the bear represents introspection. 
from the Katasi point of view, this kind of introspection means looking at yourself, your thoughts, your beliefs, your, your whole life, your desires, your reactions to things, your emotions, and discerning what is song and what is all that old programming, masks, things that are not part of you. Your mask, the programming, all this training to train you to be full of fear and full of anger and, and full of self-doubt and all that stuff. It's coming from outside. It's a picture that was created outside of you and held up. And somebody said, this is who you are and what you are. And this is how you're supposed to be. This is what you're going to think. This is how you're going to feel. This is how you're going to react. This is what you're going to choose. And we bring that into ourselves. We bring it into our being. And we believe in it. We believe that. So we make a picture for ourselves of who we think we are. We identify with all of that programming, with the, what we call the masks. They're just false faces. Masks, masks, masks. This introspection is learning by looking honestly into yourself. Really honestly, no judgments. No judgments, no expectations, but really honestly. What's going on with you, inside of you, that is all just that programming stuff? And what is it about you that is the real, true you that has been living before you were ever born as nothing? Thing to do with any of that programming to distinguish between the two gift of the west that discerning that introspection and then to choose to let it go let all the programming let all the masks let all of that stuff go cut the cords let it go let it die away death let the masks die away. The more they're gone, the more uh, they are out of your lives and cut free, the more it reveals your song, your true song, your true being, the truth of who you really are. And you can find that. You can feel it. You can experience it. It's quite different to have that feeling of the masks cut free and all the triggers that go with that mask the triggers of somebody coming up and confronting you about something that used to push the button that would get you rolling and get you all full of fear or, or anger or self-doubt or maybe all of them all together they're gone when you cut the masks away and send them away lovingly say goodbye and choose to feel and be and identify with your own song. Two very different states of being. Very, very, very different. 
This is where we, we begin to get the stillness and the quiet. Everybody talks about uh, the mind chatter. We've got all this mind chatter going. and it's just We've learned it. It's a cultural thing. We learned it to just chatter, chatter, chatter. It's, something's got to be going all the time, all the time, all the time. And it's your masks babbling to you whatever their agenda is, whatever their beliefs are, whatever they want you to do or feel. They're babbling that. They're, they're, and they go over and they repeat it and they repeat it and they repeat it. When we've cut them loose, there's a peace and a stillness and a quiet and an enormous aliveness, a real aliveness. That's the gift of the West right here. Stillness. We get to the East, the gift of the East. That's represented in a number of different places here. One is right here with the plume serpent. And that is holding the song awareness. And I'm going to back up just a little. We need to catch up with the gift of the north first. <laughs> I'm skipping my circle here. Sorry about that. The gift of the north is the life energy, and that's right here in the middle of things. That's our attention. Our attention is our power, and it directs our life energy. If we've scattered our attention into our masks and all the programming... It's just thrown away and wasted and we're throwing away and wasting all our life energy. And so we don't have much juice for anything. But when we begin to wake up, then there's, there's a need for more life energy. We have to collect our attention. The more we collect our attention and focus it purposefully, the more life energy we have to direct and the more we connect with our own song and with the stillness and the clarity. When we combine all of the gifts together, then we, then we find the East. The East is being able to access the nonlinear, being able to access a huge portion of our own being and our own mind. The nonlinear, this is where we're connected to every single thing in the universe. We're connected. And we can explore the connection. And we can learn and experience When we learn about this non-linear part of ourselves and the universe and are able to access it, it's an endless amount of, of knowledge, interaction, connectedness. We could follow any of that anywhere, anytime. We could go to any place, any time, we can learn things through the experience. It's not like how we learn in 3D time space. We learn linearly with our linear part of our mind. That's one way of acquiring knowledge and, and addressing things and ordering knowledge. And it's good and we need it. 
it's useful. We have to have both the linear and the nonlinear. But once we open that door, lift the veil, as the old folks used to say, and we're able to access that nonlinear. It's like this giant part of the universe instantly opens up to you. This availability to learn, to gain knowingness, gain this experience. It's truly endless. And it's glorious and magnificent. And following those those cords and those threads, there's so much aliveness. There's so much passion. And for us, for this time, the era that we're in, era of waking up, this is part of our purpose. This is part of what we came here to learn how to do, to turn off the old programming and let it go and regain this awareness and this access to ourselves, our song, and the nonlinear to our connectedness. Deep, deep, thorough, true, song-to-song connectedness to everything. There's a lot of things that the spirits say throughout the throw about how we are hindering ourselves at the current moment. These are the things that are stopping us from being able to find what our purpose is or to feel it or to take those steps to try to follow our desires. We're, we're deeply, deeply caught up in the programming and that keeps us asleep and it keeps our senses turned down very low, keeps our mind turned down very low. We're only using the linear part and we keep cycling back to that, that mental babble. Over here on the right leg are two pieces. One is things coming from outside. Energies, information, the shoulds, the programming coming from outside. The other has to do with how we look at ourselves. We take in this information from outside. We're putting it in our leg, our right leg. This is how we're trying to hold our, our house up, how, how we're trying to build ourselves, our house, our foundation of our existence in this life. We can't use masky, programmy things to build a stable house. It's a house of cards. It always falls apart. So here... We have way too much information, ideas, and beliefs taken in from outside, trying to hold our house up like a house of cards. And the other, this is telling us about how we're not good enough. There's always something wrong with me. There's always something not quite right, always a little less than not good enough, always failing, nobody ever likes me. That's what this piece 
is babbling constantly. We take that on, we take it in, we internalize it, make our masks out of it, and we're babbling that lies, lies and garbage, just constantly over and over and over and over. We forget that they came from outside. We forget that they're not really part of us and that they're just really a big old stack of lies. We end up identifying with them. Here around identity, there's identifying with fear, identifying with stress, identifying with um, different kinds of fear, not willing to take a step out of the box, not willing to take a risk in this new direction. It's just too scary. Lots of irritability, irritation, anger. Over here, there's something we've been trying to make a, a stable thing in our house, uh, our foundation of life for this 3D life that we're living here in this body. It has to do with what we're eating and what we expose ourselves to um, with our water, our air, chemicals, things we put on our body, chemicals that are everywhere all around us. We're, we're being poisoned and we're contributing to that with all the poison that is in our food and our environment, our water, our air, but also the choices of, of what we choose to eat as a diet. Many of us have taken on the blind beliefs of what those outside of us have been telling us is right and correct for us to be consuming, to create the best health, to be able to create a clearer mind so that you can more easily choose to give up those masks, to be able to see and discern what is mask and what is song, what is true and what is false. There are lots of pieces of ourselves that we've thrown away. We just give away pieces of our power, pieces of our own being, even soul loss, spirit loss. We need to learn how to get that back, to bring ourselves back together, to reunite ourselves as one whole entity working in harmony with itself. There's, it's like there's a contest. Here's a piece that represents your center, being in your center, and it's cuddled up next to addiction. We're highly addicted in our culture. This is part of, of the asleepness. We're addicted to the programming, the blind beliefs, all this, this masky stuff. We're addicted to the different food items, the different substances, the different poisons. We're highly addicted to this masky response way of life. 
where we, we, our song are not really choosing to respond in a song way. Our masks take over and they respond, they react on automatic pilot in a really masky way and send you through a whole big mask thing, big agenda. We learn how to interact with each other mask to mask instead of song to song. We're headed for a world where everyone is going to be in their song and be awake and we'll be able to interact really and truly, clearly with mountains of unconditional love, song to song, touching the truth of ourselves, our heart, to the truth of the other, heart to heart, song to song. This is where we're headed. That's what following your purpose, following your song, that's what it means. And those are the things the spirits have said that are blocking us. Thank you, Kay. You are very, very, very welcome. Thank you to the spirits. Beautiful. Very beautiful. Always, always an honor. It's a very, very special honor to be able to do this. Okay, we take a few minutes here and then we take some questions.